Welcome to Non-Gendered Fitness, where we explore health, fitness, transitioning, and queer life from beyond the binary. Proudly brought to you by Fearless Movement Collective, the home of queer fitness and health. And here's your host, Bowie Stobar. Hi there, welcome to Non-Gendered Fitness. This is episode eight. My name is Bowie Stover, my pronouns are they, them, and I'm, as always, stoked to have you join me. This show is recorded on the stolen lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. Sovereignty never was and never will be ceded, and I pay my respects to the elders past, present, and emerging. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about stress and how you can manage it, however it shows up in your life. I thought it was particularly relevant today, considering what's going on at the moment, that we're all probably a little bit stressed. (laughs) And even though it's not possible to completely take stress away, there's definitely ways that we can minimize that in our lives at the moment. See, stress can have some pretty big impacts on our health and our well-being. It can present itself in so many different ways in the body as well. It could be muscle tension, could be digestive upset, anxiety, depression, changes in sleep patterns, elevated heart rate, Uh, changes in the way your breathing patterns are, or changes in your appetite. It has just overall some pretty huge physiological outcomes in our body. Stress also shows up in our body from indirect sources, like the environment that we live in and stuff like that. And particularly at the moment, there's a lot of external stresses in our lives. (laughs) Some big shit is happening. And Finding ways to just have a little bit of downtime from stress is going to be just helpful. I do really want to highlight that it is okay to not be okay, especially in times when there's a lot of uncertainty. You don't have to be happy right now. You don't have to be feeling energetic right now. You don't have to have low stress levels right now. It is all okay Stress is a natural response in our bodies to situations that threaten our survival. So it's okay to feel stress and it is totally appropriate, particularly right now, considering that we've got a pretty big external threat going on in all of our lives. But what we can do is practice ways to just lessen it or give ourselves some downtime from that so that we're not always in such a heightened level of stress because long term it can have some pretty nasty impacts on our bodies. So from this episode today, I hope that you learn a little bit about what stress does to our bodies because stress is our fight, flight or freeze response, uh, which is pretty interesting considering like back in the day when cave people were around, that was when it kind of was really that life-saving response to all of those external things and these days we find ourselves in situations where we don't have so many of those circumstances or they they are lesser um, or less often we will look at four really simple ways to help you reduce your stress levels that you can start to practice right now now like I said it's not about making your stress go away impossible (laughs) and I'm I'm not here to say that this is going to help your stress go away but what I'm going to share with you is four ways that can just help just lower it for a little while even if it's just for five minutes yeah just that little bit so that you can kind of have a moment to just relax a bit 
and also going to give you some links to access support networks that are out there for you where uh, you can go if you need to talk to someone. And that'll be uh, not just in Australia, but for places all around the world. So why do we stress? So we all have things in our lives that cause stress. And as I mentioned, stress is a our fight, flight, or freeze response. It's our life-saving response to situations that are going to threaten our well-being, that are going to threaten our lives. And learning to live with stress and reduce it as best we can is going to be the best way to help our well-being because sometimes it shows up and it's very helpful because it's a safety mechanism for us and sometimes it shows up and it cannot be helpful as best we can. And I know for myself, I've, um, I've, I've for like almost as long as I can remember, suffered a lot of stress in the form of anxiety. It shows up in myself and a fear of getting sick, which seems kind of ironic at the moment that my, my biggest cause of anxiety is um, getting sick and there's, there's a, a pandemic at the moment. So it's a bit stressful. <laughs> but what I've learned over the years from just constantly having this anxiety and it's been hard um you know and we all have we all have these stresses over things and for myself at times it was almost incapacitating for me I would become so focused on this fear of getting sick from anything any sort of little niggle or kind of sniffly nose or anything that I had or aches and pains and stuff my immediate response was oh my gosh I've got cancer which probably is not realistic. I don't have cancer, but that was this, that was this anxiety that I had. I had this anxiety of getting sick. I had this anxiety of getting cancer. I had this constant anxiety that I was going to get something and I was going to die from it. And it's very hard to live with that. And particularly at this point in time when we've, we've got a global pandemic happening and there is a lot of people who are getting sick and there is a lot of people who are dying for this. It can, it's really kind of brought up that anxiety in me. And so with the way things are at the moment and because of my anxiety of getting sick, I've had to really work hard on practicing my self-care habits around this because otherwise I would be feeling exceptionally overwhelmed right now. I have, there's been points where it's really gotten, it's really gotten to me and I've had to kind of really take some time. And I wanted to kind of really touch on those and share those with you because they've been a way that's really helped me manage a lot of the anxiety that I have had in the past and and now currently experiencing based on what's going on around us. And I'm sure a lot of us at the moment are probably really stressed not only about the possibility of getting sick, but also the the implications on a national, on a global scale that kind of follow with so many people who could get sick. The reason I do this is because long-term stress can lead to a lot of health issues. The higher our stress levels are in our bodies, the, the more chance it actually has of creating negative implications in the body, which is kind of ironic that I might have this huge anxiety of feeling sick, but the more I stress about that, the more likely I am to actually end up putting my body in a state that it will get sick because stress like lowers the immune system. It's one of the big things that stress does. It has this physiological response in the body where when we've got like elevated levels of cortisol, which is our stress hormone, it 
suppresses our immune response, which means we're more likely to get sick. We're more likely to have uh, negative health outcomes, like more inclined to inflammation in the body and, and stuff like that, which scientists have have linked to uh, some forms of cancer. They, they say that, you know, inflammation leads to, because it's like that's the, the little cells in your body being agitated and inflamed and that creates an, can create an abnormality in them. And then that's how you can get cancer. It's just like, holy shit. Like my anxiety about getting sick is, could actually lead me to be sick. So managing stress and kind of helping to get your stress just lower. It's not going to go away, but lower can be really helpful. So because it's not easy to reduce stress. It's not just like saying, oh, just stress less. You see those inspirational quotes out there. It's like stress less. It's like, well, thanks, genius. Like you think I don't know that it's and it can. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I'm sure they mean it in some sort of supportive way, but it's really not that easy. And it can be actually really invalidating because it's like to say, well, you just need to stress less. But when you're living that experience, it's like the most possible thing to do. It's like, well, fuck you. You should fuck off. Like, don't tell me to stress less. You think I don't know how to manage myself just because I know rationally that I should stress less. doesn't mean I'm going to. And someone saying that or a little inspirational quote saying that, just stress less, just relax. It's, living in that experience, it is not that easy. And it can be really unrealistic. I know for myself and I know for many other people out there, that experience of stress that we're experiencing is real. That anxiety is real for us. And for someone who may not experience that, it's it's not going to be. It's not going to be real for them. So it can be easy when you're outside of that situation to be like, oh, just stress less. Just don't worry so much about it because it's it's not something that they're feeling. But when you're in that moment feeling that, it is very real and it is valid. It is very valid for you and you, there is no wrong. There is no wrong in that. If you're feeling that, then you're feeling that. And that's what's happening. And it is truth. And it is okay. It's okay to feel that. Don't ever feel like it's wrong. And I know a lot of people out there who may feel shame about that. I know it's something that I've even felt about that is shame for having anxiety. And when I can be ra- like in my rational brain, I can be like, this is this is totally irrational. Like the the this fear that I'm having is based on what exactly? And, and I can rationalize it in my brain, but that doesn't mean that I don't feel the feelings anyway. Now the ways that I've found that have helped me feel less stress, um, even just for a short time, because for myself it's like doing these things. It doesn't make the stress go away. It's like a wave, right? I like to think of it as that. It's like I might I'll get anxiety and it'll like ramp up and I'll get quite tense and quite stressed about it and then it can drop off and it kind of goes into a lull and things drop down it's not like it leaves my mind I can it's still there in the back of my head but it's just not it's not the focus but it hasn't gone away until something happens and all of a sudden I start thinking about it again and it'll pick back up and it'll drop back off so it's like that wave that comes and goes so when that happens what I've tried to do is in those low points is really try and get myself to relax at those points as much as possible because those are the points when I feel like it is more possible. If I'm feeling really anxious about something, it's really hard to just switch that off and be like, well, I'm going to try and stress less right now because it's just not where I'm at. But those low, those lower points where I'm not feeling as anxious, they're the points where I really try and utilize uh, the, the practices that I'm about to tell you to really kind of get me get me through it because it's when I'm most receptive to it. And one of them, one of the very first things that I always 
do when I'm feeling like I'm at a point where I can start trying to relax my body is I, I use a grounding practice. And not as in like, you're grounded, you can't leave the house. <laughs> Though at the moment, that would be totally okay. And it's kind of what I'm doing. <laughs> but <laughs> I find a way to ground myself um, and like just focus on one thing. So for myself, what I do is I take my pointing finger on my left hand and I put it on the outside edge of my right thumb and I really slowly, I run it up over the top of my thumb and down the inside and I just trace around my fingers and because it, uh, like in between your fingers is like quite a sensitive area. I know some people may not like that feeling, but for myself, because it's such a sensitive area, it gives me something to really focus on and I just slowly trace around the inside or up and over of my fingers and as I do it, I count to 10. So I run it up the outside edge of my thumb and I'm like one and then it comes down the inside edge and I'm like two and then I run it up the pointing finger on my right hand and I'm like three and it comes down the other side four and it goes to the middle finger five and down the other side six and I just do that and it's something that I can really easily focus on but it's something that I'm f feeling and because I can feel that sensation it this makes it easier to concentrate on and, and the counting I've got a thing for counting um <laughs> fine I, I do it I we're even without even realizing it I count a lot of stuff so counting is, is something that really helps helps kind of slow my brain down and it's it's like this little cycle of counting to 10 is a good one I usually count to five or I count to 10 and I find those two numbers counting and doing and if in this case going up and over my fingers and counting to 10 because I got you know, two sides on each finger, so it makes it to 10, kind of works perfectly. And I run my my finger up and over, and then when I get to my the bottom of my little finger, then I go backwards, and I count down from 10 to 1, running up the outside of my little finger and then down the inside. And I'll do that, and I find it really helps me to just focus on something else. And, it, and because I'm counting and feeling at the same time, it's kind of where all of my focus goes. And it just gives me just a little bit of downtime to not feel that anxiety. And it's something I found that really worked, especially when I, if I'm um, at a point where I'm, like, I'm not feeling quite so anxious. And, it's, and because of that, it's like something that I practice anytime that I start to feel a bit stressed or a little bit anxious. And it's something that really worked for me. Now, that's not going to be for everyone, but if you can find a way to like ground yourself, but I mean, try the finger one out. I found it was really great. I actually learned it because like midway through last year, I started uh, practicing meditation, but this was in a meditation that I listened to and like I started doing it and it just blew my mind how much for me, it really helped me relax and kind of focus because uh, grounding was always a thing. I used to just think of, something that I could feel. But for me, adding the counting to it, I think really helped with my, you know, joy of counting to 10 <laughs> and how much that is kind of soothing for me anyway. Now, if grounding isn't a thing for you, uh, another thing that you can do and another thing that I like to do as well is I like to watch something funny, whether it's like a funny animal video or just people, people doing like silly fails, not, not so they get hurt, but just like one of my, one of, one of the funny things I like is like when people are smart asses to animals and the animals like chase them and stuff like that. It's like animals revenge. Ha ha. But just funny for me, that's funny. <laughs> but finding funny things or like cat fails is another one because that's hilarious. 
But not only, um, you know, is it good to as a distraction, but laughing actually reduces stress as well. So finding those funny things can be really helpful. You know, I know there's been times when I've been really anxious and I've watched something that's funny and usually it will make me laugh, but it's almost like I'm resisting that urge to laugh because I'm kind of holding on to that anxiety. So if you want to try and focus on watching something funny, don't resist the laugh because I know this is something that I would do. It's kind of like I felt there was a, a level of certainty in feeling that anxiety and it was familiar and it was comfortable. So I would kind of hold on to the anxiety sometimes and stop myself from laughing. And I could feel a laugh coming up and I'm like, no, I can't laugh. I'm feeling anxious. So trying to resist that urge as well, because it's okay to laugh. It's okay to let go of some of that stress. This is not going to necessarily make it go away. It's not going to make it disappear. But even though you're feeling that way, it's still okay to laugh. This is what I've learned from from my own experience with having to manage the anxiety that I have. So find the funny thing. It might not be animal videos. It might not be animals chasing people. It might be a comedian that you like. It might be even something that's uplifting. You might not like have the funny ha-ha thing, but like uplifting moments of people doing wonderful things for other people and stuff like that. Find what works for you and do that, but don't resist the good feelings that can come up because it can be really easy to do that. And I know I've been really prone to doing it. So allow yourself to have a change in feelings that are going on. It's okay. It is. It's okay to let go of some of that anxiety. It's okay to let go of some of that stress. You could also talk to someone. This is, I'm big on talking. <laughs> I'm a very, I like to verbalize pretty much every thought that I ever have <laughs> to, to whoever is there to listen. <laughs> so for me, talking was something that has always been really helpful for me as well. Now, it's also felt like super awkward as well. There's been times where I've felt quite a lot of shame at verbalizing the thoughts that are going on in my head and being like, oh my gosh, like, is that, is that really irrational? Do I sound ridiculous right now? What are people going to think? Am I going to be judged? Because taking those thoughts out of your head and then verbalizing them, I mean, it's quite a personal thing to express your fears out loud to someone. And it can feel like even verbalizing. And sometimes I've said some of the anxieties that I've had about stuff and then gone to myself, really? Like that, that sounds, when I say it out loud, it sounds so irrational. And I felt shame because of that. But by verbalizing it and hearing it, what it's actually helped me do also in that is take some of the power away because when it's in your head, I find it feels, for me, it feels like it's a bigger thing. So being able to talk about some of the feelings that I've had uh, while I've been working through my anxiety and and the fears that I have about getting sick has been really helpful. And even and like, it can totally feel weird and awkward and a bit shameful, but it's okay. It's okay to have those thoughts. It's okay to have those feelings like, everything that you were feeling, everything that I was feeling, anytime anyone is feeling stressed or anxious or tense, depressed, like any of that, it's all okay. It's all valid. And it's okay to have those thoughts. So don't think that it's bad. Don't think that it's wrong. It is. It's your truth. It is what it is. And that is real. And it's okay. And I know it can feel weird and it can feel icky and 
it's like in society, it's like, oh, you shouldn't have these. Oh, it's shameful to have to have depression. It's shameful to have anxiety because, oh, you're, you know, why don't you just be little quotey fingers? Normal, like everyone else. It's like, what the fuck does that even mean? And why? Why? Why should we? So it's okay to feel your feelings. It's okay to have them. Now, the fourth way that I've used for reducing my stress, and you're probably not going to be surprised by this one because it is with training. (laughs) Surprise! (laughs) But moving my body has helped me reduce my stress because it kind of gets rid of some of that pent-up energy. You get like nervous tension in your body and it's like I fidget a lot if if I get really tense, but I find training, it kind of, it gets rid of a lot of that energy and then I just feel more relaxed because I don't feel so pent up. I use kettlebells to reduce my stress or the, my rowing machine. I'm, I totally am addicted to my rowing machine. <laughs> but those are ways that I use to help reduce my stress as well. Anytime that I'm feeling tense or anytime that I'm feeling agitated or anything like that, I usually go and move my body. And after that, I just I feel relieved. I feel so much less tense, so much less pent up inside myself. So moving your body is a really great. Also because it releases feel-good hormones um, in your brain. After 10, 10 minutes of, of moving your body in some way is enough to release endorphins. And endorphins help us feel good. So all you need to move is to move your body for 10 minutes and it can help to start you feel just better. If you can uh, train or you go to a gym or you have like some sort of training regime in your life, you probably know how good it can feel to move your body, especially if you've been feeling a bit tense. But if you are someone who doesn't currently have a training regime in their life or have access to that, there's a bazillion YouTube videos out there on so many different things. And there's a bunch of rad trainers in all different areas. You could do yoga, you could do dance, like aerobics, any of those things. They all be perfect. It doesn't. It doesn't have to be something you know perfectly uh, structured or, or or anything like that. You just need to move your body for ten minutes in some way that helps you feel good. What I am going to do is link to the warm up that I practice before each time I train my body. Uh, it takes about ten minutes and it just pretty much gets your whole body moving, but in a really low impact way. You don't have to jump around. You don't have to bounce about. It's all about just getting your joints moving and kind of increasing blood flow to your muscles. And just in that ten minutes, it can really make a difference. So I will link to that in the show notes. So how can you start using one of these practices? Going over again, the practices were grounding, uh, grounding yourself by focusing on something that you can feel or something that you can focus on. You can like finding funny, funny things or uplifting things, like whether it's videos, whether it's reading something, finding uh, something like that that kind of can help to lighten your mood. Talking to someone is always going to be great. And, and I can feel weird, but talking is a great one or moving your body. So those four ways are ways that I have found for practicing myself and helping to keep my anxiety levels at a manageable level. Those are four things that have really, really helped me. So how can you use one of these four practices? Well, you can find something that helps you feel grounded. You can try tracing uh, tracing your fingers like I do, but if that feels a bit weird because, you know, it's sensitive in between your fingers, just finding something. It could just be 
sitting or laying down and just focusing on say how your legs feel touching whatever they're touching or how does how does it feel to sit what's your butt feel like with what you're sitting on <laughs> that one might be a bit weird but finding something you can focus on and for me the um the moving motion really helped me be able to focus on it as opposed to just kind of sitting on one thing and feeling something just pressing against my body in a certain way because I could I sometimes would feel a bit like am I feeling that or am I not feeling that I'm not entirely sure so for myself it was moving it might be um playing fiddling with something you know touching something or moving something in your hand whatever I sometimes um, take my thumb and pointing fingers and I'll just uh, rub them I kind of rub them in little circles and that can also be really helpful as well I think that that kind of moving stimulation for me is really quite helpful in allowing myself to focus just on that but find something that you can use to help you feel more grounded by just making your attention fo- attention focus on that thing uh, you can find the funnies that you like, even if it's just for five minutes. Like, don't think you've got to sit down and force yourself for a certain period of time. Find one thing that might give you a little smile. That's okay. That's enough. It's perfect. That little smile can help start shifting those chemicals that are in the body, that um, which is like your cortisol levels, which is our stress hormone, because it has a flow-on effect onto a bunch of other hormones in our body, particularly ones that... Um, influence our hunger response and the ones the hormones that influence our response of feeling full so when we've got an imbalance or a high level of cortisol our other hormones that influence how our appetite is functioning are going to be off and uh, for some people, you know, that, that comfort eating is a thing. And when our cortisol levels are high, and if we're stressed and we're eating to try and feel comfort, it becomes really easy to like overeat and then just feel a bit icky because we've eaten too much and we feel over full. And it can all be influenced by the cortisol levels in our body, our stress hormones. So allowing yourself just to have a little smile over something can start to help kind of reduce that. Now, it's not going to be an immediate effect. You know, over time, it's accumulative. Don't think that you got to be perfect straight away. You can smile once in a day when you're feeling stressed. Doing well, friend. You know, it's not about being perfect. It's about slow, small, incremental steps towards doing something that's going to be good for you long term. Well, you don't have to try and force yourself to laugh. Okay? You don't have to try and force yourself to smile. But just... You know the things that are funny for you. You know the things that help you feel good. Even just watching them, even if you don't smile, it will help. So taking five minutes and doing the things that you like. I'm going to link you to some of the funnies that I like um, in the show notes just because, you know, maybe you'll get a smile from that. Maybe, you know, at times when it's a bit stressful right now, getting a little smile in will be something that can help you feel a little bit better. So if you have a close partner, a friend or partners or a pet, share your thoughts with them. Like I said, it can feel awkward verbalizing at first some of the things in your head because in my head, when I think about the things that I'm thinking, it seems so overwhelming and so confronting. But sometimes when I say them, it kind of changes my whole perspective on what I'm thinking. And I'm like, oh, that's, oh, that doesn't sound anywhere near as scary and stressful when I just say it. So finding someone who you can take the thoughts from your head and share them, and then someone else has heard you, and someone else can be there. It can, feel, like I said, it can feel scary. Um, I used to feel a bit like I would be judged because it seemed like, you know, what if, what if, what I'm sharing is super irrational. But that's only my thoughts, and it's not 
necessarily going to be what the person listening is going to think. Journaling is another good one. So writing stuff down. If you have a book, take notes. Or like, you know, don't have to be like, dear diary, today. No, but just writing down your thoughts. Writing down your thoughts in a book is another great way to get them out of your head. I know for myself, even when I have, say, a list of things to do or whatever, in my head it can be like, oh, there's so much to do, rah, but if I write myself a little list and it's all out of my head, suddenly everything kind of slows down in my head. I don't feel like everything's kind of going at a million miles an hour. So taking things, if you can find a way to take it out of your head, whether it's sharing it someone with someone by verbalizing or whether it's like writing it down, just taking it out of your head and putting it, putting it on a paper can really help as well. And finding ways that you can move your body. So like I said, I'm going to link to the warm-up that I do every day when I do my training sessions because it's 10 minutes, gets all your body moving, super low impact, and it can be really nice. But also finding a YouTube video of whatever physical activity that you may like to try, this is a good chance to try and find something new. Maybe for a long time you've thought about yoga but never actually done it, and maybe this is an opportunity for you to go onto YouTube and actually learn something new. So it could actually be a positive. Like don't don't think that stress and anxiety or stress in whatever form is always going to lead to a negative because that is not true. Because working on shaping changes in our practices to support ourselves can actually open up doorways for us to learn a new thing, which is super freaking cool. And then you get to learn a new thing and you get to learn something about yourself as well because then you're like, oh shit, actually really enjoy this this helps me feel good and you get to have something totally new and wonderful in your life that is actually really helpful for you and that's that's awesome that's freaking amazing like yay yay for learning something new that can help you feel better about who you are and how you're feeling if you don't like yoga maybe dance you know i think dancing is pretty badass and going on and finding a youtube video of just dancing that people do like those little dancing lessons and stuff like that you could learn to dance in any any sort of way that you want youtube has everything it's amazing <laughs> but however you want to learn to move your body i pretty much guarantee that youtube is going to have a tutorial video out there for you that you could follow along to in your room no one has to see you it's probably going to feel weird as fuck at first but that is okay anytime you start to learn to move your body for the first time it generally feels weird because we're not used to being in these positions and all of a sudden you're feeling your body in a different way than you usually would and that can be a bit confronting but it's totally normal and it's okay the weirdness does go away the more you do those movements and then it starts to feel normal to move in those ways but don't be confronted by the weird feeling of moving your body differently because it's just that your body's like holy shit I didn't know I could move like this oh look what we're doing and that's okay <laughs> It's actually a cool thing. Learning to feel your body in a different way is actually a really grounding thing as well, which is why movement can also be so good at reducing stress because it's a really grounding practice because you're feeling your body. You're feeling how your body's moving and you're just feeling and it's being very present. When we're moving our bodies, we generally tend to be really present and that's a great thing because that's a really grounding practice. But what if you cannot do these right now for whatever reason? So say you are someone who feels challenged to verbalize how you're feeling. Like I mentioned, you can journal. That's a really great way. But what you could also do if you're just fearful of sharing with people who you know 
is that there are call centers out there who can support you if you're feeling really stressed, if you feel like you can't manage. There are people who you can either call and now they even do online chats so you don't even have to talk you can just type to someone which I think is freaking amazing because it can be easier to just type some stuff out to someone and share with them and they can be there to to hear you or read what you're saying and support you so if you're in Australia particularly Victoria there's an LGBTQIA plus affirming support line called switchboard and they are open from 3 p.m to midnight every day and they have people who are from the queer community to listen to people who are also from the queer community. So they're a really great queer affirming call line and they do online chats as well. For Australia wide, there's Q Life and they are also open from 3pm to midnight every day and they have the same thing. They have an online call centre and they have online chats and they are a queer affirming support line designed specifically uh, to have people on the other end of the line who are also living some sort of LGBTQIA plus experience. So you're going to have someone who is just going to get it a bit better than from a generic support line. But if you would prefer to call one of those generic call centers, then you've got places like Lifeline, you've got places like Beyond Blue. I'm going to link to all of those support networks in the show notes. So if you need to access them, they'll be in the show notes. Now, if you're outside of Australia, which I know there's a bunch of you who are, I am going to link in the show notes to a list that I've found online to a heap of different countries all around the world with their call centers for people who are feeling uh, in distress, who need support. I don't know if they're going to be queer affirming because I know that around the world, uh, support for the LGBTQIA plus community is very different based on different countries. But there are support lines out there if you are feeling overwhelmed, if you're feeling too stressed, too anxious, too depressed. There are people out there who can help you, who will listen to you, who will give you support. You are not alone, friends. You are not. Now, if for whatever reason you can't move your body and you may not be able to follow along to the warm-up that I'm going to link in the show notes, there are other options. What you can do, if there's movements that you want to try out but feel a bit uncomfortable, maybe try some things sitting down. What you could do is try moving your body by sitting in a chair um, and stretching your legs in and out. So bend your knees and um, to 90 degrees and bring them close, stretch them out straight in front of you. Bring them in, stretch them out, alternate, go a little bit wild, stretch them out on different angles. You know, just get your legs moving. Raise your arms up in the air, bring them down and around, do some arm circles, reach them out in front of you, lean forward, strain your legs, try and touch your toes, try not to tip off the chair. <laughs> but... Find ways you can move because I guarantee there are going to be some ways that you can move your body. If Even if it is not the ways that you wish you could, there are ways that you can move your body and working with where you're at is going to do something for you. Now, there is no hierarchy when it comes to moving your body or movement. Move your body however you can. If you're moving, then you're doing well doesn't matter if it's a, a you know so-called specific training move or whatever movement is movement our body doesn't go I'm oh, no I'm not going to count that as a move because it wasn't a deadlift or it wasn't a squat or it wasn't a chest press like our bodies don't 
don't distinguish between what move is what. That's us labeling those things. All our body recognizes is movement. So what have we touched on today? It's been a lot of stuff. We've looked at a little bit about what stress can do to our bodies. We've really gone into four things that you can do right now that can help reduce your stress. And that's a big one. Finding the little things just for a couple of minutes a day are going to make all the difference. And it's not about being perfect. It's not about always making sure that you're not feeling stressed because that's unrealistic. It's not possible. Working with what you can, when you can, to just help lower your stress just that little bit, it will make a difference. It's okay. It's okay to feel stressed. It's okay to be worried. It's okay to be down. It's okay to feel these ways. And I'm not going to say that you should be trying to reduce all your stress or you should be trying to do anything at all other than what you're doing right now. But when you are feeling a little bit less stress, doing the little things that help to kind of lower your heart rate, allow your body to relax a little is going to kind of reduce those heightened, heightened stress levels because you've, you've given yourself a little bit of time just to unwind a touch. And we've looked at what support networks are out there for you if you do need to talk to someone. Now, I'm going to link to everything in the show notes. So if you need any help at all, that's where you can go to find out all the details. If you want to get in touch with us for whatever reason, you can go to our website, www.fearlessmovement.co, and you can message us there. You can email us. You can find us on Facebook as Fearless Movement Collective, and you can direct chat with us there if you want to have like a... Uh, a bit more of an immediate response because we'll get that little notification and we'll be able to have a chat with you. So if if you want to kind of just have a talk with someone, that is where you can go. Or you can find us on Instagram uh, under non-gendered fitness, uh, fearless movement co or myself, Bowie as the no T and B. And you are more than welcome to message us there if you want to just, I don't know, shoot the shit. If you want to just have someone to talk to about anything, feel free to message us and we'll have a chat. So until next week, pals, remember, you've got this. I think shit may be stressful right now, but it'll pass, even though it may not feel that way at the moment. And we're stronger together, so reach out. If you need help, you're not alone. Have a right day. Nice day.